welcome to Dumping On. Congratulations on making it through the Bristol Dirt Race. Today, we'll be looking at the major sports week in detail, as well as my friendly reminder of things you didn't have time for during the race. And this week, because it's March Madness, like human interaction. I haven't been sweatier in weeks, and my body is like a sunny side up egg. It looks gross because it is. And here's the truth. Listening to this on a Tuesday, but I recorded this Monday after the Sabres game. So it's a few hours to the devil's balls right now. I can't honestly wait to finish so I can have some ice cold water. So, um, I'm not gonna wait. I'm having an ice mountain. Ice mountain. The water you only drink at outdoor family gatherings and field day. Moderation is good, even with water. So please drink anything responsibly, whether or not I do. It's dumping on. Starring Kurt Busch. Keselowski. Only because he crashed into Keselowski. Michael McDowell. Only because he crashed into Keselowski. Rob Manfred. Detroit Lions! Or the Detroit Tigers! I give it a little bit of a chance. He's too busy tormenting the Steelers. He drinks. Tom Brady. Patrick Kane! It's Keller! Kyle Bush! It's Tyler! Joey Logano! Musical guest, Clown Cole! And Joe Hope! dumping on time, and I'm not going to talk about the inevitable right now. I'm actually going to be talking about other sports first. How do you like that? So the Sabres almost won a game. Wow. The Sabres almost won a game, but it was 3-0 in the third, but then the Sabres went one in, then another in, then another in, and then another in. It just got just got weird. Just got very weird. Other than it, speaking of trash peels, I have another trash peel team to talk about the Flames. And now Canada's gonna be running at me. I can hear it in the distance.
They lost five to one to the to the Winnipeg Jets recently. Three points for Mark Shifley. Two points for Kyle Connor. Andrew Kopp scored a goal. Pierre Luc Dubois scored a goal. Nate Thompson scored a goal. That was literally points fest. The Sharks actually beat the Wild for once right now. Usually surprising to see the Sharks do anything to the Wild. Golden Knights actually won. Why am I saying that so surprised? So they beat the Kings 4-1. At least Matt Roy scored a goal. <clears throat> and March saw got two points. So Miko Rantanen. I was not paying attention to meet to Rantanen right now, but turns out he's actually playing some pretty good hockey. Twenty goals and twenty assists for forty points. Goodness. Also, Kale McCarr had three points. All of them were assists, but that still stands. So the Oilers beat the Maple Leafs three to two in overtime to get revenge. And finally, the Penguins beat the Islanders. Yada yada yada. I may have just done a cup of coffee segment in dumping on, which is probably one of the most ironic things I've ever done. Wow. In the NFL, CBS Sports thinks the mock draft will go like this. I think Trevor Lawrence first overall, Zach Wilson second overall, Justin Fields third overall, Trey Lance fourth overall. You hear a trend about that? Also, Bleacher Report report thinks that it's going to be the most likely week one starters Trevor Lawrence, Javante Williams, Rashad Bateman, Penny Sowell, Elijah Vera Tucker, Pat Fryermuth, Patrick Sertain, and yeah. So, with those bad picks, you can see a trend happening. We're getting into college football. Okay. College football prospects coming up. Yeah, mock drafts. Speaking of mock drafts, nothing. Apparently, Russell Westbrook led the Wizards past the Pacers with a historic wild triple-double. Into like pandering on the Wizards, I'm just going to pretend that never happened. It's not brutal. It's just me. And finally, in the MLB, a lot of people are being cut that shouldn't be cut. Scott Kingery, really? Joe Adele? And there are even more people that are being optioned. That really surprised me. Like, why'd you do that to Scott Kingery? It's crazy. That's honestly crazy. Also, finally, Felix Hernandez opted out of his deal. And I'll tell you about it in the new edition of Baltimore Orioles Retirement Home. Stay away from these crappies. Thank you, Fossil. I did not choose that name. Do not call me ageist. 
So the Baltimore Orioles have a resounding seven guys that are above the age of 30, and only one of them is 30. If you want to know how bad of a retirement home this place is, well, first you need to know the basics. If you look at all total rosters, then the Baltimore Orioles have more percentage of guys being the over the age of 30 than the Arizona Cardinals. Because the Arizona Cardinals have 52-man rosters. These guys have rosters half of that. But to match Arizona, they would have to release John Armstrong. And they don't have Felix Hernandez. So that's the first example. Felix Hernandez. That's the retirement home guy. The guy that you got a contract. You paid him for a contract. Wow. And according to the Rockies fans, Chasheen and Felix Hernandez are are available for immediate depth. So you're paying for this guy to be playing not great. The guy is one the guy went one and eight for the six forty ERA in twenty nineteen. That is unacceptable. That is unacceptable. Next guy, Wade LeBlanc. This guy is leaving fast, fast, fast. We all know it. Wade LeBlanc. 36. He was drafted in 2006 as a 22-year-old. So, yeah. You also have Cesar, Cesar Valdez and Freddy Galvis and Chris Davis. You should release him and Matt Harvey and Cole Sussler. You're just picking up guys that either are really old and you just want to let them go up to the majors for a few years. Guys that you have bad pitching, so you just want to get someone and even more. You just want to get the guys that you wish that you wish could still play, but they can't. The old guys that no one's getting, or the old guys in the minors that no one wants to call up, so you're going to call them up. It's a recipe for how to be the Baltimore Orioles. Freddie Galvis, first example. Who would pick up Freddie Galvis at this point? No one. Chris Davis and Matt Harvey should have been released and put onto the market. Wade LeBlanc and Cesar Valdez. Our Marner's guys that you had to pick up, and Cole Sizzler, I don't know about him. Maybe, maybe he's a pretty good guy. Let me find that out. Oh no, he was picked in the 25th round. Call up. So that's what I mean. We're picking up pitchers that aren't supposed to be good. Pitchers that are too old for the job. Pitchers that were in the minors for a while, so we're just going to let them have a few years in the majors before they eventually retire. And that's not a recipe for success, Baltimore. You've got to find the better replacements for a rebuild. You got to draft people and let them go up. Where's Adley? Is he coming up this year? Is he? Answer the question. Answer the question. I'm going at you. All right. NASCAR time, and I'm going to get everything out first of all. Kozlowski, what are you doing? It's 11th place. You can't win a game. Why can't Kozlowski win a game? 
it's not all. I just need to hold it in for the rest. Hurrying up because it's 11.30 p.m. And I need to get this done fast. Just like Joey Logano. He was moving fast, wasn't he? So, yeah. Crashes, crashes, and even more crashes. And when I say crashes, I don't think you understand how many crashes there were. I mean, there are big accidents that took out Dirt Ringers, Kyle Larson, and Christopher Bell, according to NASCAR YouTube, which misspelled Kyle Larson as Kyle Lauren. So, yeah. Yikes. So, first of all, there was a crash with LaDoy, Alfredo, especially Eric Amarola, taken out of the race. Number 78 was in it. Yeah. So, yeah, big, big, big crash. And then a few, not a few minutes go by, and the same thing happens. A bump by William Byron gets the number six spinning, and Kevin Harvick has to slam Chase Briscoe into the wall if he doesn't want to crash out. So yeah, it wasn't nice, but it was necessary. I think he made the right move. Oh yeah, number 51 totally got crushed. In that crash, Cody Ware actually went back to keep running. I mean, he was in last in all the cars that still made it, but God count for something. Oh, yeah, and I think that Kyle Larson lost his front for the rest of the race. Like, no, he lost the front of his car. Not the, put, not the windshield, not stuff like that. He literally lost... The part of the car where you like to put ads most. So he looked really odd racing, and you could tell that he wasn't going to do anything then. Oh yeah, and then another crash happens, number 20, number 5, and some other gar- other cars get into it. It was a huge crash. That was the crash where Kyle Larson lost the front of his car. Yikes. You know, Denny, Denny Hamlin almost crashed there, but luckily he didn't think on going to the outside when he was scheduled to go to the outside, because if he didn't, then yepperoo. So there were a lot of, there was a lot of dust if you were watching it. I'll get into that later. But there was a final crash, I think. If I can just remember... Well, yeah, there was a crash with guys like Ryan Blaney, Michael McDowell, Alex Bowman, number 51. There were a lot of people there. Kyle Larson with another crash. Marler guy. I think Kyle Busch, too. Kyle Busch, too, yeah. And it just got into pandemonium, really. Yeah, yeah, Kyle Busch was into it, but he moved on when he was near Ryan Blaney. So yeah, those are the crashes. Congratulations to Joey Logano for winning the race, even though nobody really likes you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Really sorry. I'm just annoyed that stinking Brad Keselowski finishing 11th. And finally, the last thing I want to say in this NASCAR rant is how much dust there was and i mean a lot of dust i mean 
half the time you couldn't even see it. I mean, Brian Blaney, when he crashed, he didn't even know if he was crashing or not. He just thought, "What? what's this? I don't know what this is. It's pretty odd. Alright, now it's time for reading to the headline. So the big draw right now is MLB opening day in a few days. According to this on a Tuesday, not Tuesday, I'm recording this on a Monday, so it should be Tuesday in a few minutes. <laughs> so we should be, a f- so we should honestly be seeing opening day on Thursday. Bit crazy, isn't it? You're listening to this on a Tuesday. I know that. I'm sorry, but we've got opening day coming up. And another thing that's coming up is the NFL Draft. And everybody is making mock drafts out of it so much that your head wants to spin and yell, Why is this happening? So yeah, take care of your head. Take care of your head. Another thing that's happening in the NHL, we have got quite the race for playoffs. Predators and Blackhawks tied. Bit crazy, isn't it? Also, Carter Hart and Mike Hoffman were scratched recently. I mean, Mike Hoffman didn't really deserve it. 28 points in 33 games is still great. Okay, it's not great, but it's contributing. Well, you see, Carter Hart, yeah, he deserves to go to the minors for a bit. He needs to figure his things out. People think that the NBA can make NFTs cool. I still haven't figured out. What's an NFT? A non-fungible token. A blockchain. Oh, God. So, yeah. When Rob Gronkowski sends you a virus, I hope you know it's, it's not his fault. It's everyone's fault. Your fault and his fault. Also, in so in the NBA, another thing in the NBA, people also think that the Warriors can still make the playoffs, which, I mean, yes, they can, but we're a few weeks away from wearing a blanket over their head with a depression-sized serving of cereal, watching Cade Cunningham highlights, and quoting Ringer articles, I know, I know. And finally, something I want to say, Fox Sports will turn into, the regional networks will turn it into Bali Sports. Oh my god, guys, it's Bali Sports' big opening day! Like, it kind of sounds a bit cheesy. I haven't seen it yet, of course, but it's going to start on Wednesday. So, I hope we're all excited to see Bali Sports. Another thing about sports, what is NHL on ESPN going to look like? Is it going to look the same as it did in 2004, or is it going to look different? It's probably going to look different. It's probably going to look like the MLB scoreboards, but I digress. It's time for bed musings.
<laughs> Welcome to Bed Musings, and everything inside me hurts. No, 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 no stalling. Do not, and I mean, do not try and carry me away. Please don't. So Gonzaga beat Creighton in the Sweet 16. Michigan beat Florida State in the Sweet 16. USC beat Oregon in the Sweet 16. UCLA beat Alabama in the Sweet 16. But that's fine. I can move all that. Move past all that. If Baylor and Houston weren't the teams playing for the Final Four, I know it's probably going to be Michigan versus Gonzaga. So why can't we just have Michigan-Gonzaga in the championship? Who wants to see Gonzaga versus Baylor or Gonzaga versus Houston? Even Michigan versus Houston. Michigan versus Baylor. I don't want to see Baylor in the Final Four or Houston. How scary, we've got Michigan and Houston in the Final Four playing, and then those two teams ended up going to the championship. How scary. Aren't you cowering in fear knowing that Michigan is going to be playing Baylor in the championship or probably Gonzaga, but my point stands. How scary is that? Tell me. Tell me how scary that is. Nothing? I accepted that. I expected that. That's scary. So scary. So scary. So scary. Pick it up. Alright. I don't want to see Baylor in the final four. And the Houston Cougars. The Houston Cougars, really? It's like having Charles Barkley play on Baylor. Maybe he would be a better player. <gasps> hey guys, I got a point! Nice, Charles Barkley. Should I say Charles? Why? <laughs> Why, Charles? I don't want to see Michigan versus UCLA or USC playing Gonzaga in the Elite Eight. Should there be more competitiveness? Rigged. Rigged sport. Rigged times. Rigged times today. Tell the entire world it's like getting cremated. It's like getting cremated. Let this all go. Let this all go. Please. Why can't college basketball be with more parody? It doesn't have any parody. Yikes. Well, it's time for a closing bell. Alright. Go high on Marc-Andre Fleury. I don't know why people aren't going high on Marc-Andre. So I think that they should be going high on him. Apparently, the Detroit Lions are comfortable picking at number 7, so whoever goes to the Lions, go low on them.
please. In the MLB, go high on Trevor Bauer no matter how no matter how bad you think he is in spring training, even though he isn't that bad. Just figure it out. And go low on Andre Drummond, he's doing another dynasty. And anyone on the Nets individually. Because their stuff's going to drop off a bit because it's a dynasty. Okay, see you later. Bye.